The following is a special presentation of the Buccaneers Sports Network. This is the Jay and Keith Show. Two broadcasters. Oh, yeah. Two microphones. And one meticulously scripted podcast. You what? Just kidding. Get it, J.K.? You get it. That's what I thought was so funny. It's not funny. Alongside Keith Brake, here's the voice of the Bucks, Jay Sandoz. Oh, it's another podcast. It's a Wednesday. We're going to talk about Monday a little bit later on. That'll be a big day. We're going to talk portal watch. We got, I think, a little bit of say what. I'm going to tell Keith he's going to be very mad because Riverdance, that was a sold-out show, had six seats directly to my right that went unfilled, and it was a spectacular show. You want me to rub it in some more? It was unbelievable. Oh, I'm sure it was. It I, was I, great. I totally believe that it was. It was great. Like I, I absolutely think that's the case. But, uh, yeah, we had a nice dinner last night. We went and got some stuff for one of our cats, and well, our cat. Oh, I, hey, I'm not watching Cats again. Is that what you what? I'm traumatized. No. Oh, this is different. No, this is different. Oh, my God. I thought you went this and watched Cats. Dist- oh, jeez. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I've, I've tried to bleach that from the memory. And uh, and the show last night was great. It was great. The drummer was unbelievable. I don't know. That dude had like a two-hour workout. Yeah. And a lot of different instrument drummy type thingies that he had. I don't know musical instruments at all, clearly. But um, that, was, that was interesting. Uh, the... Uh, Spanish lady that did the uh, salsa fire dance thing was unbelievable. The mm. main dude was like floating. Uh, I called him Floaty Fitzpatrick because I didn't know how to say his first name. And then I, I enjoyed the dance-off. They had a little bit of a dance-off. We went to Brooklyn, did all that stuff to America. Had a little dance-off with the um, uh, sort of the American street tappers, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. it because there was a little bit of Gregory Hines in there, but there was a uh, one part of the dance-off where I recognized most of the dance. Uh, as soon as I got in the car, my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm looking up the Billie Jean video of Michael Jackson because I'm almost positive <laughs> this one segment was completely re- – and it was unbelievable, and it was. Uh, so I felt good about that. No, but it was, it was a great show. I think the Martin Center and bringing these Broadway shows to town has been uh, unbelievable. Um, I've enjoyed – so far, the two I've been able to go to, Chicago's mm-hmm. coming up next in, in April. But Keith had asked me, you know, hey, can I buy the tickets from you? I'm like, no, my wife would, you know, stab me. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just the one thing I gave her as a present, so we're going to go to all of them. But then it turned into um, there were eight seats to the right of me that were empty. And, uh-huh. and then about five minutes into the show, mm-hmm. uh, there was a mother-daughter, uh, the Wexlers, good people, um, they showed up and they were like, yeah. they were like, oh, man, we, we just traffic and parking and, you know, but they were there. And then I thought, well, maybe the other six are just a little late. But then, you know, we got the intermission, still empty. We finished the show, still empty. And I was third row, key, third row, mm. almost dead middle there was wide open. And I thought about you the whole time. I'll bet you did. Mm-hmm. I bet you did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I am disappointed that I did not get to take my fiance to Riverdance. But. There will be other times. There will be other shows, um, and I guess we we still we still found ways to have a good time. Anyway, last night we had a nice evening uh, and just got out and about and did some little things and got our lives back on to an organized path. We're not too completely organized yet. How many of us ever are? But we're on a more organized path now. Um, we are trying to get more organized by keeping an eye on the transfer portal and Mm. it's been (laughs) well i just i I just at any moment the transfer portal is going to open again and we're gonna you you hear the count oh my god it's opening 
watch on the run once again running through the portal to go to wherever Richard Dean Anderson and company are going this week. Where do you want to start? You want to start at home? You want to start home base? Yeah. Don't want to throw stones start, anywhere yeah. else to start let's, at home let's base? Start, let's, start, let's start with our own. Yeah. All right. So by my calculations, as of when we record this, uh, a little bit after lunch, mm-hmm. eight ETSU players in the portal, with the two latest being Jalen Haynes and Jordan King. They joined Anthony Tipler, Cameron George, Kristen Shaw, Charlie Weber, a couple of new guys in there, Cordell Charles and Jeremy Gregory. That leaves, by my calculations, five guys still on this roster. Alan Struthers, Justice Smith, Jaden Seymour, Josh Taylor, Braden Illick. That's my math. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So there you go. Now, that doesn't mean, as we learned with Desmond Oliver, the Brewer brothers, some Sloan, some other guys were in the portal. They ended up staying. Coach Savage has met with them. I have – it's like day two or three. Day two now? Day three? Where are we at? Day was this Wednesday, so technically mm-hmm. two and a half days in. We will see um, – and maybe when the dust settles, I know he's still trying to put together a staff while trying to re-recruit the own players on his roster and then certainly trying to recruit new guys uh, to come to the roster. We can also say that there have been requests made – from the early signees to be released from their national letter of intent. Um, I think uh, there's some paperwork that has to go on there. I don't think ETSU has granted that release, but I would be shocked if they don't uh, grant the release to the two that have asked. I'm not sure about the third. You can follow along Twitter. You probably know who they are out there. But, yes, I believe um, I would be shocked if all any of those three early signees are here. So I think he's working with five with uh, eight to go. And a lot to a lot, lot to fill. Yes. Now you can look at that one of two ways. One, oh my God, the roster is falling apart. Two, well, this roster won a, what twelve games last year. So, wouldn't you want to be able to remake that roster fairly quickly and aggressively with a new well, head coach? Well, and and let's just go over this. I mean, Cordell Charles played mm-hmm. sparingly year one, none in year two. Jeremy yep. Gregor, Gregory played very little year one. Weber may not even be cleared to play again. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Shaw left mid-year, played sparingly. Cameron George was a walk-on. De'Anthony Tipler clearly played, but there were some other things going on where he missed time. Then you yeah. had the, the, the two guys I think everyone's going to be up in arms about, and, and maybe three, maybe Tipler too. But the other ones I think is obviously Jordan King and Jalen Haynes. And, again, what are those guys looking for? Are they looking for Jordan's going to graduate so he can play immediately so that he's in a different situation than Jalen Haynes? Jalen's going to have to sit. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. called every assistant coach that's ever worked at ETSU. Other ones I know. I've talked to other people, talked to compliance. It appears that if he transfers, he's going to have to sit, which if he's fine with, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But he's going to have to sit. You know, is it – does he want to play at a higher level? Is it – you know, I hate right. to say it, money, you know, mm-hmm. NIL, name, image, likeness, money. It, and there is a, I mean, there is a waiver process, but part of the one-time transfer, at least in philosophy, was waivers were going to become a lot more difficult to get, and you needed to have a really compelling reason to get one. So he could still conceivably get a waiver, but that process is going to be a lot tougher than it was uh, a couple of years ago. 
Um, and yeah, I thought that if there was a coaching change, players got a free transfer. That's not the case. What it was was when they created the windows for the transfer portal, if there is a mid-season coaching change, you are not restricted on when you can enter the transfer portal um, as an undergraduate. So um, that is... That's what that was, and I think that maybe that certainly confused me, and it confused some other people. And the NCA is trying to streamline all these rules, and they just keep making it more complicated. That just seems like I don't, I don't know. That feels like uh, ad hoc governance in a nutshell. But uh, yes, Jalen Haynes would have to sit uh, a number of other players for ETSU if they had transferred in previously as an undergrad and they don't have their degree. They would have to sit to uh, if they transferred somewhere else. Uh, but uh, Haynes is the one that's in the portal that would have to sit. King would not because he is a graduate transfer. He has his degree. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Jalen Haynes would have to sit. Yeah, and somebody posted, uh, I think right after uh, Steve Forbes, I guess was on the Morning Monster. I, mm -hmm. I did not hear it. Um, but he had said so much as well, which is somebody I did not reach out to to, to ask. And then um, Savage ETSU Buckeye, appropriately named nowadays, uh, yeah. our good buddy Ben, actually posted – uh, the stuff on the NCAA Division One undergrad four-year transfer waiver process and grad transfers again, like Jordan King. If you earn a degree, and I'm 100% on this, if you earn a degree, I think you've earned the right to. If you want to find a graduate degree, now you've honored your commitment. That's what you've I honored the commitment yes. you made when you signed your NLI. That's you, you've got a degree from the university you're at. I'm fine with whatever you want to do, but it does appear again that. They are not going to grant reasons undergrad transfers will be denied. Student-athlete changes majors, coaching changes will be denied. So a coaching change is not automatic there. He would have to prove ETSU did something egregious to Jalen Haynes, which he's never said that or posted, who knows. But it looks like Jalen would have to sit. Uh, Tipler, I believe, is going to graduate, so he does not have to so, sit. Yes. So, um, and then all the other guys have not transferred. So, you know, obviously George, Shaw, Weber, Charles, Gregory, all free to move about wherever they would like to move. So, that's at home. Okay, that, that's where we are, ETSU. Coaching news, not just ETSU getting a new coach, but Wofford has made a final decision, and it will be Dwight Perry. Mm-hmm. So, the interim coach, and for the second time, Wofford this year has had an interim coach and said, you know what? He's done enough to be our guy. We'll go ahead and rip the interim tag off. So Dwight Perry, uh, who who I like, I you know I, I don't know how Wofford fans and all that want to deal with him, but as far as my dealings with with Coach Perry as an assistant when he was at Furman, at Wofford, now Wofford, um, just like you know the football coach Sean Watson. Um, yes. Uh, you know we had great dealings with him when he mm -hmm. joined us. Um, you know for a pregame chat as well. Yep. Um, enjoyed both them so i i'm not i don't know a whole lot about their process other than it appeared it was a three-horse race between three different groups of people who wanted different things kevin geltner the uh, head assistant or associate head coach at virginia tech who obviously spent a lot of time for mike young at wofford was in the running john shulman former etsu assistant etsu graduate um former tennis player at etsu his wife's in the hall of fame for basketball at etsu Coached at uh, the other place down the road that starts with – I don't know what starts with a C maybe. Uh, coached there for a while. Now he's at Alabama Huntsville. He was in the running, and then it was Dwight Perry, and Dwight Perry wins out. I, for me, I think I, I would I, 
I'm fine with the hire. I don't have any – there are some hires yeah. in the league I scratch my head about in certain areas. This was not one of them to me. I think this one was pretty straightforward. You know, that team was depleted, and uh, there wasn't necessarily just a ton of depth to it, I don't think, throughout the year. And for them, I, I never really felt like they just rolled over. You know, they came here and they got beat. The, I mean, ETSU beat the brakes off of them, but – I never really got the sense that that team just completely rolled over until they were in a 25-point hole, and you're like, well, live to fight another day. Um, I, I thought they played okay for Dwight Perry, and I'm, I'm happy for him to have that opportunity. Uh, I do think he has his work cut out for him, given what he's losing at Wofford. Well, I'm curious because all those guys were in the portal. Three main guys, obviously the freshman of the year, Pavletsky, uh, B.J. Mack, Messiah Jones, the buck killer, who didn't kill anybody but the Bucks. it seemed like. So three guys that started. I'm curious, does that change things? Because that process for Wofford drug out. Well, Jones and Mack are graduate transfers, and Wofford does not have a graduate program. so They're starting, but uh, I think it's only specific to one particular thing, which would not be what they would be interested in, from what I've been told from the Wofford radio crew. They only have one graduate degree program that they have started, mm but it wouldn't be particularly a fond one that athletics uh, would want Wofford to Wofford has a grad school. How about that? Golf it may, clap. It, it, it may even be a, a, a grad certificate because you can actually do that as well. Okay, well. So, it, yeah. I don't even know if it's a full degree or a certificate, mm -hmm. but that's – well, getting right. in the weeds there, getting in the weeds. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting a little bit – that's splitting hairs for our purposes. But, yeah, Pavletsky is the one that would come back if, if there were one to come back. But I don't know if he liked Dwight Perry. I don't know if – you know, that was a relationship that was really big for him or if it was somebody else on staff who's not going to be there next year. You know, that, that's that's a lot of those dynamics. You know, some of these guys get really close. They're really good relationships with assistant coaches. And then those assistant coaches leave for other jobs and that guy gets kind of hung out to dry. So what does he do? Well, sometimes he stays where he is and he's not happy and, and it becomes a problem. Or sometimes he... Uh, transfer somewhere else. It kind of how it is. And, and I wonder if that's not the case with Pavletsky. But we won't know until he lands somewhere else. I would imagine, though, he's going to get some pretty considerable interest given the outstanding freshman season he had in Spartanburg. Well, you know, uh, also, you know, Wofford does a pretty good job of national recruiting. So, and they've kind of typed into that pipeline – uh, before from the state of Wisconsin as they did the previous year with Max Klesman, who ended up going back to Wisconsin to play mm -hmm. for the University of Wisconsin. So be curious to see if that's a pipeline in-state, go back to the state school. Needless to say, you look at some of the guys that transferred off that roster um, from a year ago for Wofford, only Ryan Larson, the lone senior, who went to college at Charleston because of the grad school issue. But you look at it, and you see Riverdale, Oklahoma. Then it was just University of Charleston, which is Division II. Sac State uh, from Austin Patterson, who was an outstanding freshman. So, Wofford people have been able to land and land in good spots. So, Pavletsky, I would assume, would have that opportunity um, as well. So, maybe we'll go reverse alphabetical order. For the Western Carolina Catamounts, they lose three guys. Gilmore's already committed to Francis Marion. Yeah, so he's going to drop down a level. Then you've got Tyshawn Claude and uh, Tyree Harris. So it would be interesting to see yep. three guys that – or two guys. Harris kind of lost a lot of playing time as the years went along. Claude obviously was a close to a double-double machine the entire year. And he Gilmore was a big was part of their interior game, yeah. 
Yeah, and then, you know, kind of bench play for Gilmore. So maybe he's just thinking, hey, I just, I just want to play and score. I don't have to deal with all the other stuff. So, again, just speculating uh, on what Gilmore wanted to do. You look at VMI, they've got the next most people in the portal with seven. You got Louis Tang, who didn't play at all last year. Then you've got, you know, three or four guys that are very good contributors as freshmen, Asher Woods, Tyler Hauser, uh, Travis Manns. Again, grad school issue. Sean uh, Conway will play his fifth year somewhere else. Not wanting to do – they don't have grad school at VMI. So, he's going to move on. Um, you know, Manns, Bradley, and then uh, Tony Felder, I was interesting, went ahead and mm-hmm. chose Stonehill. Uh, I went ahead and went down. And then Hauser's already been committed to Delaware. So – and Pittsburgh State got Travis Mann. So we'll see kind of how that breaks out and the turnover of the roster again for the academies. UNCG just won uh, in the portal. Uh, Boss Lida will be a grad transfer, so he can be free to move about. Plus, he's never transferred, so even if he wasn't, he's going to go ahead and, and move on. The Citadel, six different guys in. Engler, Price, Conrad, Fitzgibbons the third, Spence, and, of course, uh, the big one, Stephen Clark. But he is, again, grad transfer now. Citadel has grad school, and mm-hmm. you can live off post. You don't wear a uniform. You take online classes. So I'm curious, unless he just wanted to say, hey, I did my four, I've graduated, I'm ready to move about to see what I can do somewhere else for Stephen Clark. But worst-case scenario, if you got to live on the beach at Charleston for another year and not have to wear the uniform, I don't know why that's a bad idea. No. No, it's really not. Next one is Sanford. How about Quest Glover in? So he's going to graduate. And he'll be free to play one year. Vale didn't play a lot, so I don't know a lot about his skill set and what he would bring to the table. Mercer loses, besides maybe, uh, you know, Wofford and ETSU, maybe, well, I don't know, I guess VMI lost some points. We may have to do that. How, point comparison and rebounds lost. We may do that at a later yeah. date. Because you look at ETSU, clearly with, with Haynes and King, that's a lot, but that's not as much as Pavletsky, Jones, and Mack at Wofford. VMI pretty much lost everybody. That VMI scored. lost everyone so, that that contributed meaningfully. So that you know that that's probably. But Mercer's going to be in that running too. I mean, they have David Craig, the big seven foot three um, South African, didn't play a lot. James Glisson the third started majority of the year. Shannon Grant started when he was healthy. Kamar Robertson started when he was healthy. And mm-hmm. then, of course, your favorite player, Sean Walker Jr. Yeah, bye. I don't have to uh, explain to people about him. But that's four starters um, when healthy that's going to go uh, away for Greg Gary. So I think that's an issue for the Mercer Bears. For Furman right now, Joe Anderson, the Tennessee kid out of Maryville, uh, is gone. And then Chattanooga lost to Grant Ledford. Saw his playing time go down and down under Dan Earl. And Jamal Walker was an interesting story. Uh, local kid, walk on, earned a scholarship, got some starters minutes, and then kind of, I don't know if he got injured or just got out of favor, but didn't play a lot towards the end of the year. So Ledford and Walker, who saw their times go down, I think a little bit more of maybe that or that or philosophy issue with Dan Earl and his yeah. new offense. Yeah, Mer- Mercer lost a lot. Uh, they still have uh, Jalen McCreary. I believe Western Carolina is hanging on to um, – well, they're hanging on actually to Jones and Woolbright. Um, the, I think those guys have one more year. Because um, I think right, uh, J- Jones the guard graduated, right? Russell, Russell Jones. Russell jo- yeah, yeah, Russell Jones. No, I was uh, – I'm sorry. Uh, Trey Jackson. They're ha- I think they've got one more year of, of Trey Jackson – um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Jones, I believe had one year. He was one and done. 
Uh, but the other guys are, they still have time left. And if they're not in the portal right now, then I would imagine they are going to spend that time in Cullowee. I know Cam Baycoat graduated. Uh, Gilmore, Harris were honored at senior day or senior night for them um, before VMI. So uh, the other guys had the opportunity to come back. Sounds like they were planning to come back. And seems like as of right now, those guys are coming back. Um, ultimately, I think that puts them in a position to be looked at as a team that's going to be in the mix at the top of the charts in the preseason polls. Now, that does that necessarily mean that they're going to deliver it once we get to 23-24? No, because we just don't know enough about the other teams. But a lot of times those preseason polls tend to be, who do you have back? Who are the sure thing or the certainties? Who do you know you're going to get X, Y, Z out of? Seems like Western Carolina more than some of the other teams, and maybe and Chattanooga as well. At this point, uh, seems like those teams are holding on to their players better than some of the other programs in the Southern Conference are, and some of that is because these SoCon teams are older. They have some guys that have honored their degree commitments, and they're like, "What? Well, well, I want to see what else I can do for myself." Uh, it's time, or maybe it's just, it's time to move on. You know, it's time to hand it off. You never know what's going through people's minds when they make these decisions. But um, a lot of the people that you're seeing, there there's still, there are a couple that I'm just kind of like, oh man, that stinks. I hate that. But uh, for the most part, I, I think these are all, there is a rationale for all of these beyond just um, a player has gotten the gotten it in their head that the grass is going to be greener on the other side. I still think there's a couple of things going that people need to pay attention to as the COVID years go away, which is like yes. two more, right? So that's going to stop some movement mm -hmm. uh, and the amount of time people can play a move. And the new rule, we'll see, because this is the first good stress test of the one-time transfer rule with guys going a second time. If guys have to sit out, Will that change a little bit of the wild, wild west? And does it make guys take pause? Because right now people aren't paying as much attention to the guys that go in the portal that didn't find a home, which was over 700 Division One athletes last year, didn't even find a Division Two home. I mean, didn't find anything. They're just not playing at all. We're expecting with the way the numbers have been climbing, it is going to surpass, as you would expect, last year's total. And, again, some of these numbers are going to go down because a lot of these guys are COVID years. You know, they're getting the fifth year to actually play. So some of these numbers are going to go down in a couple of years no matter what because there's just not that many people getting the true fifth year. You know, you're going to get four to play five as opposed to five and five. Right. Or six and five, depending on everybody's situation. And then with people having to sit out, I'll be curious, you know, are people willing to sit out? And will people start taking a look at, you know, is this truly the right fit for me? Am I going just for people? And, it, you know, again, I think the biggest thing out there, the narrative is with the uh, NLI and these collectives. And people are being told one thing and they get to school, and guess what? It's not what they were told or promised, but you're kind of yeah. locked in at this point. NIL. You what? said NLI. Well, so those are different N things. NIL is national. Na is name, image, and likeness. NLI is national letter of intent. Do you want to fire up Jay knows the English language? No, N I I gotta write this down. N I L is, is name, image, likeness. Name, image, likeness, and N L I is national letter of intent. And what did I say again? You said uh, N L I money. There is no money associated with an N L I. N, I thought I said N I L. You said N L I. N I I understand why you did. N N L I. Why do they make them so close? Why is that? Why is that? Why isn't it? That sounds very stupid to me. 
Well, I mean, a lot of people don't like the letter of intent system anyway. So, well, people don't like me. I know that. All right. Well, I'm not firing up anything. What are we talking about? I don't know. You're talking about talking about the portal still. Um, yeah, guys moving, and, and a lot of those guys that didn't find homes. I, I think we need to have an honest conversation about how many of those guys were told that they didn't have a spot. How many of those guys were told their previous institution, "Hey, we don't have a spot for you. You should go in the transfer portal and see where you can go," and they did that, and it didn't work. Um, I don't think it's just people that are getting it. It's like, oh, I can go play at this level. I'm this player, this, this player, that player. That does happen. I don't think it happens to nearly the degree it, that people want to think it does in the media and that people want to spin it as um, as, as sort of like a scared straight tactic. Uh, if, if you're a kid that's unhappy in your situation, and listen, I transferred in college. ETSU, in, in a variety of sports, has been built on great transfers. And I have no shame in seeing kids say to themselves, this is the situation where I'm not happy and I'm going to move on. And I really don't think that it's just a knee-jerk reaction to nearly the degree that a lot of people think that it is. Not everybody in the portal is doing so because of a, some perceived slight. And it's like, well, I'm just going to leave. That's that's not how it these operates. Get These kids deserve way more credit than that. Um but ultimately, this is where we are right now. The portal numbers are going to shrink in a couple of years just because there are going to be fewer players in the system, period. Uh, and what happens then, I think, will be very interesting to watch. I do think you'll still see freshmen under or underclassmen movement from mid-majors to high-majors. The freshman of the year in the Summit League has entered the transfer portal seven consecutive years. Seven. Consecutive years, the freshman of the year has transferred. Uh, that is that obviously that dates back to before the transfer portal was even a thing, back in because that launched in what eighteen, and they were transferring them in sixteen. That is probably a trend that's going to continue. Yeah, I think the last six Southern Conference have. I think that's right. So Kevin Easley in nineteen, I think was the the first one to start the trend. I think the other thing is people were. I don't think people are upset about the transfer portal. People, I think what drives people crazy is the four schools in four years that you're not going to be able to do. I get, like, you're unhappy, you need to move on. I think there's a problem if it's four and four. I think at some point that's a you problem. I think you should be allowed to transfer, and I think you should be allowed to transfer if said coach – similar to ETSU, I think you should be allowed. If, you, if somebody brought you here under a pretense and it's gone. I think you should be allowed to transfer. Now, that's not the way the rule's written. I didn't write the rule. I think if you have a coaching change and you're going to have to do whatever, I think you should be allowed, like a coach, whether they're fired or – and maybe there's a difference. Uh, maybe if a fire is different than if a coach takes another job like Rick Patino at Iona. You went to Iona because you want to play for Rick Patino. Well, what if you started at Murray State, you go to Iona, Rick Patino leaves for Greener Pastures, and now you can't go. To me, that's bad. I think I think you should be allowed to do that. I think the frustration is – what, what all has gone on that it's four schools in four years? Or some, depending on the COVID, there were actually uh, people that played five and five. And I I have an issue with that. I don't have an issue with transfers in general. I don't have an issue with the free. It's America. Go do what you want to do. I get all that. I That was my issue is where it was a little bit of, you know, you were literally here for six months and then we're going to another. We're going to, I, I don't know, four and five, five, five and five. I'm not a fan of that. I'm a fan of – you should be allowed to to move and go, and then at some point, you know, you've got to do something. 
That's my opinion. Again. When you see somebody that does that, though, there is context for it. And I'll give you a great example. We have a player that played four and five. Mm-hmm. Giselle Thomas. Mm-hmm. And if you have a problem with JT, I'll meet you in the parking lot. Like, I, I just, you know, she she sure, went to high Sure, you can find an outlier everywhere. She went to high point. No, this is, that's the thing, is the four and fours are the outliers. She went to high point, didn't work out. She transferred to FIU. She followed the rules. She redshirted. Right. Played two years. Mm-hmm. Wanted to go somewhere else. Transferred to Temple. Got the one time. Transferred to Temple. That didn't work out. Got her degree. Where are we going next? ETSU. And it worked. It worked extremely well for her. It worked extremely well for the school. And there was a reason that she moved every time. Mm-hmm. Right? She followed the rules. There was nothing against the rules in that. And there was nothing, I don't think, ethically untoward in the way Giselle Thomas moved to play four different, or play for four different programs. But do you know how everybody else moved four and four? No, but exactly. I, here's the thing, though. What if it's a 50-50 split? Then we're talking about like 17 kids. Who cares? It's 17 players in a system of thousands. It doesn't matter. In the grand scheme of it all, it doesn't matter. It's none of our. It's none of and, our business. And, and it will. It will not be working like that in the future. Right, wrong, and different. There won't be four and four kids in the future. That no, won't. Happen. Well, no. It, I mean, the rules of change is not going to happen. But, and and because of COVID year, some of this is because a extra COVID year too. Yeah. Like like some of this is because of the extra COVID year. So there are a lot of ex- circumstances, right? And there are family dynamics. There are all kinds of things that come in. So any rule written is not perfect because every situation is different. It's always going to make somebody mad. Somebody's gonna, And if you are one of the ones that get to take advantage of the rule that works for you, it's human nature. This is a great rule. If it works against your school and Wofford and Furman don't have grad school or VMI, it's a terrible rule. And that's just, that's just how it is. Like some of it is going to be some things are going to work towards people's favor, and people always seem to, if it works for you, find a way that works. For example, there are blue and gold jerseys I like. If you go to another blue and gold jersey, do you think I like them? No. Not but if necessarily. They, if they come back to another blue and gold jersey, do you think I like them immediately again? Well, of course I do. But that's a situation. Again, we're not going to solve it. I mean, there are certain things that NCAA does that I like, and I love, and I cannot stress this enough, that they have given – a lot more power to the players. And I know we do agree on that, but I I love the fact that they've given the players a a lot more power because scholarships aren't guaranteed, right? They tried that four-year deal. Once you get them, it's four-year deal. I didn't like that. I didn't like the, hey, if you're going to commit this, it's a a four-year deal. Now, for the player, I did because it's there, but that also can force a player to have to stay and do stuff that they don't want to do. So that's why I'm there. But if a coach can take your scholarship away or a coach can leave or there are circumstances, I 100% believe that you should be able to go and do as you please. And I think the system is better than what it used to be, but it is never going to be perfect. And there are always going to be complaints one way or another. And, yes, ETSU has been a very good uh, place to land for those guys that not and again ETSU for a long time got the one-year waivers where people weren't getting them mm-hmm. and I, it would be I would be totally remiss if I didn't bring that up that for a long time ETSU got a lot of waivers 
that were done. Now, they had some guys that sit, Hunter Muscara, Perret, and uh, yep. Tevin Glass set, but there were a lot of guys that didn't have to sit and were mm-hmm. able – that weren't grad transfers, that were able to get the one-time exemption waivers for whatever reasons that they got them and were able to do it. So, how do we get sidetracked on this? I don't know. I don't know. I just like talking. I'll That's talk why we're here. Yeah, so – It's good in our line of work. You know who else is going to talk with us soon? Monday? Uh, The doctor? Yeah, Dr. Sam. Inside the Dome is back. So we've already put it out on Twitter. We want to know what you want to ask Dr. Sander. We can ask him all kinds of stuff. But we always pride ourselves, and, you know, Dr. Sander will answer it mm-hmm. in his own way. Sometimes uh, ways as a employee, I'm like, oof, I don't, know if, I don't know if you should answer it that way, but, you know, he's the head guy, so he's going to answer it. And there's times where he doesn't have a, an answer or an explanation, but at least he's honest about it, which yes. I enjoy too. I enjoy the honesty yes. we get out of him, right? Yeah, so. absolutely. And, you know, I mean, he's somebody that will sit in that chair and he will take responsibility for things. And well, I remember there was a whole – there was a – there was like a situation with the championship banner at football, and he took he took ownership of that. And I was just like, oh, you didn't have to do that. You could have, you know, laid so many different explanations and just not put blame on anybody. It's like, no, it's my fault. I, I, you know, I love that sort of, I love that candor uh, out of out of Doc. Um, and and I we're think not a just, lot of people do. And, and we're not just talking basketball. Although it, sure this will be basketball heavy because of the situation, new coach, all that. But if you want to ask about any of the other sports, we'll be glad to ask. We've already got a question about volleyball. we got one about baseball. Um, there's some basketball. There's a football. One. I mean, whatever the fan yeah, base keep wants. keep them coming. We keep will, them coming. We will ask because uh, he doesn't want to talk to us more than he has to. I want 30 of them. I want 30 questions to ask Doc. Now, I will say this. I'm not going to go through here and timestamp every question asked. You're just going to have to listen to the whole thing at that Correct. point. Correct. I'm not going to do that. Correct. What do we got next? We got uh... – uh, Well, I got some vocab. Well, I guess not vocabulary. Somebody else's vocabulary. Woo! Say what? Say what? Yeah. Say, you got it. Say, 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 say what? This button on the new replay is not as fun as the other one. No, it clearly is not. Very clearly is not. Wavy was born um, three years ago. Uh, here in Johnson City uh, on a Saturday in January in front of a, a sold-out Freedom Hall when we beat Chattanooga. And uh, that's something that we're going to get back to doing on a regular basis. I can promise you that. That well, is new ETSU men's basketball head coach Brooks Savage. He had me at regular basis. <laughs> Re- regular basis. Darn right. Darn right. Regular basis. Uh, again, a prime example of when a guy was at a different blue and gold. You know, I don't like him too much, and I've told him many times. And then uh, he put on the right blue and gold a couple different times now. So, uh, smart guy, smart guy. Yeah, uh, very smart guy. And uh, I love, I love that. My daughter was born in front of a sold out crowd. Obviously, not literal, but also as a nice flourish. I like mm-hmm. that. Uh, he said he was going to have a couple of applause lines in there, and he did. Yes, uh, he had he had a couple of applause lines and a couple he said uh, pause uh, lines so that he could pause to make sure that uh, he didn't lose it. Sure, uh, you know because yeah. emotional day for him, especially um, and, and you weren't around the first time, but his dad I don't think has missed many games that he has played, coached or whatever, and so his dad yeah. is there. And his, when we start talking about his dad, I thought for sure that was the time, but he held good mm-hmm. composure. He did better than I would. Yes, he's going to be our supervisor of officials. Which was also maybe the second best line he had all day. Yes. Well, no, I take that back. It was that, but it was the line after that where he told him he was not going to let him sit on the bench like <laughs> Billy Donovan did. I thought that line was pretty good, too. Uh, all right. Here's another head coach. So, I think she's phenomenal. Obviously, um, the cute little one with the eyes. Who's that? They all have eyes. 
Well, I mean, cute eyes, pretty eyes. See? See, women know that. <laughs> she's, she can, she's a really good defender. And it just, uh, I mean, I would consider her, besides Caitlin, a sniper. You know, like she can knock down shots. And then everybody else plays their roles really, really, really well. That is Georgia head coach Katie, Katie Abramson Henderson. Uh, the girl with pretty eyes that she was referring to was Iowa's Gabby Marshall. Who was the guy that said, well, they all have eyes, coach? <laughs> like I, 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 feel, I feel like that that would be me. I feel like I'd be that guy because I don't. I can't tell anybody's color eyes. Um, no. I can barely tell you my color eyes, let alone anybody else's. So I feel like I would be that guy. But I wonder who who said that out loud. That was my favorite part of that. Yeah, but she also did like the like you know like the finger goggles that people do, like, yeah. like the eyes, the pretty eyes. It's just like she's like, what, coach? What are we doing? She's, but she didn't. She didn't know their names because she didn't have a scouting report right in front of her. She did know their numbers uh, and apparently their eyes. How about that? How about that? All right, let's move. There were, there were some great quotes from the women's basketball tournament. Did you see um, Louisville and Texas nearly got into it in the handshake line? I, no, I did see that. Do we know what that was? I saw many uh, differing reports on that. I am not sure what that was about, but I do know that it was testy. It was very, very testy. Um, and I th- the women's tournament has produced some really fun games. In the f- Usually the first couple rounds are a little chalky, but I believe Ole Miss took down Stanford. Miami beat Indiana. And uh, so a couple one seeds are already out. That, that's, that right there in and of itself is a, is a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a great tournament so far. And uh, TV numbers are up, I think, 27% or something on ESPN. I enjoy, the Miami-Indiana game was a great one. Yeah. Uh, I watched it. Uh, pre- I've watched probably four yeah. of the women's games. Um, and I think mainly they were all on Monday. I think we watched one. I, I take that back. I did watch one Saturday night, but... Uh, did watch Monday night. I watched three or four Monday and Monday night. I watched three or four of them. So I've enjoyed that. It will be a, a little bit better this weekend because there's not, you know, when you get 32 men's, 32 women in a five day period, that's a little, you can only watch so much. That's but, a lot. But now it's going to be calm down a little bit and the extra time in between to be able to watch. Yes. Uh, might react uh, a little something like this when you've got that much basketball. It might not be important to you, the team. It is important to me. That was Alpha Tower driver Yuki Sonoda upon being overtaken by Kevin Magnuson in the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix on Sunday. Just very... what, what did he yell? <laughs> I just imagine holding down the radio button in your car, talking to your team, just to say, <laughs> <laughs> literally, that's it. I kind of feel like that's me every time we're in a commercial break. <laughs> just about. Or, or somebody hits a full court putt, one of the two. Yeah, yeah. Just, to, just what do we the, got? The full court putt. Oh my god, that was that was great. That was that was uh, that's an all timer. All right, uh, how about we had an all time baseball game last night? Certainly an all time baseball game for the month of March in the World Baseball Classic. How about a little pregame speech action? Wow. <laughs> ま、
今日一日だけはやっぱ憧れてしまったらねやっぱ超えられないんで僕らは今日超えるためにやっぱトップになるために来たんで今日一日だけは、えー、彼らへの憧れを捨てて勝つことだけ考えていきましょう最後That is Shohei Otani. I'm hoping you're going to translate that. I am.、Me. Okay, I, I thank you. I have a、okay. translation、Woo. right here. I was going to say, I've not brushed up on my Japanese today.、Um, quote, let's stop admiring them. If you admire them, you can't surpass them. We came here to surpass them, to reach the top. For one day, let's throw away our admiration for them and just think about winning. End quote from Shohei Otani. Unbelievable. I got to watch the last. Because、uh, again, I don't know if I told you, Keith, I was at Riverdance.、Um, you did. Okay. But,、sure. but you got to see the best parts. The moment that we were hoping for from the very beginning of the tournament. Sort of. I was hoping that Mike Trout would actually. Actually, Mookie Betts wouldn't hit in the double play and Mike Trout would have hit the home run. That, yes. That, that's what I was hoping for. Because at, at that moment, when McNeil reached on the walk, it was like Mike Trout's going to be the winning run.、Right. Teammates, right, are going to battle it out. Because it was, a, yeah, because Mookie, I thought. I mean, Mookie could have walked it off.、But. He, he could have, but I really thought, because the one run game, and I know the game's different now, I really thought they were going to small ball it,、mm-hmm. put him in scoring position, and then instead of walking track, because I mean, you're going to walk get to three hole later, I thought, boy, we get Otani. And then that's mano y mano. Can he catch up to the 101, 102, whatever Otani、mm-hmm. was throwing? And get one out of the ballpark for the most epic walk off against a teammate. But then、uh, the double play kind of took a little steam out. And then honestly, Trout didn't catch up to either fastball. And then the slider in it was unbelievable.、Oof. Unbelievable. Now, it, it looked like Otani was trying to punch a hole in the universe with that fastball. And, like and he was throwing it so hard. You're talking about a couple of former MVPs recently. In the biggest、mm-hmm. stage of the world baseball class. And, and I know Who are teammates in Major League right, Baseball. Right, right. They are buddies, boys, if you will. They've、yeah. talked about that before. They get along really well. I, it was everything I think Major League Baseball wanted in that moment. I know there's people that hate the World Baseball Classic or love it. There's like no in between. You're either all for this. Or if you pull for a team where somebody got hurt, then apparently you're all against it at this point. Mets fans all hate it.、Uh, yeah. They, they, but all, they also, but they don't hate spring training where Brandon Nimmo got hurt too. So, I mean, it's. Go figure.、Uh, and to say it, you know, yes, or is it as good as the World Cup or that? No, it hasn't been around long enough for、it's、that. It's getting and, there, though. And there's not as many countries that have grown up with baseball as soccer. And it's never going to get there unless it's been around here for 200 years. But. but For the countries that play and for the guys that get a chance to represent their countries, then especially because what, Olympic baseball has been gone for many years now.、Mm-hmm. So I know they keep trying to maybe get it back, but it's been gone for a while. So that is sort of your Olympics, is the World Baseball Classic. I've always enjoyed the World Baseball Classic. I hope. Is it every two or three years? I can't remember. It's every three. There's another yeah. one in 2026. Yeah, I've enjoyed. The World Baseball Classic and continue to enjoy the World Baseball Classic. I can't wait for it again. And I think that ending and getting the the two semifinal games were unbelievable. Pool play was fun to watch. I think the Major League Baseball should be pleased with how it did. And I saw Manfred's already come out and said he wants more.、Um, Was it just American or more pitchers in general? I can't remember how he worded it, but he wanted to see more star pitchers in the、mm-hmm. event. There are plenty of star hitters in the event. But maybe the star power pitchers weren't in that event. But I couldn't tell if he was speaking to just the Americans in that or in general.、Uh, just to I think he said a generic statement, but I felt like、yeah. that was directed at America. I feel like it was.、Uh, Japan versus South Korea drew 62.3 million viewers. 
Japan's first round game got a 42.3 TV rating in Japan, which is similar to the Super Bowl in the United States. I mean, that's a, that is redonkulous. The countries that love this sport really love it. And I think the ability to connect fans from all over the world is something that this, this was part of the intent. Like this was the original intent when Bud Selig put this whole venture before the owners and like, Hey, we want to do this. And look, trust me, Bud did some really awful, stupid things that have hurt the game and have had awful ramifications for the game. This was one that whoever put it together. And I think it was under Bud's leadership. This was a good thing because now we get a chance to see the passion of the Dominican Republic and the fans get to see the players that go to the States and they make the big money and they do all the big TV things. We see Japan, we see South Korea, we see Mexico, we see all of these different countries that have a, a real deep passion for the game uh, or at the very least a really strong cult following for the game in their, their countries that we only have a kind of a tangential connection to as American baseball fans. And we only have that connection through this player is from the Dominican Republic. Instead of actually seeing what that means, I think the WBC has provided much greater context for the global reach and global impact that this game can have. And that's something that baseball has gotten right that the NHL can't get out of its own way on that uh, needs to continue, and I really look forward to the 2026 iteration. Yeah, for the NHL, for the few years they, for like the Olympics, they they almost put they the, did seat, the Olympics right. For a they, while. they set it, they put it on pause, basically a two week pause of the NHL season to do the Olympics, and which then, worked. I, I thought numbers were up for the Olympics. I thought it added a lot, but mm-hmm. then you know the owners and everything else was like, eh, we don't want to do that, so they're not going to do it anymore. So I don't know what the NHL would end up doing because a lot of those worlds and things, they just don't get a lot of the participation that I think obviously in the 80s and stuff when literally Russia would not allow any of its players to play uh, in the National Hockey League. You can only mm. play for a country. I, mean, I don't know what NHL needs to do, but I agree. When they would let them go uh, in the Olympics, because that's really the, the big thing, and I don't know if they could start a – lack of a better term, preseason type tournament like that, maybe that would encourage or well, the I don't world know. the World Hockey Championship run by the IIHF is during the Stanley Cup playoffs because it's that's after all of the European league seasons are over because the Europeans only play about 56, 58 games. So their playoffs are done by that point. They've wrapped up. The NHL plays 82. So their playoffs are just getting started by the time the World Championships are going. Um, Certainly moving that to the fall would probably be very exciting. Uh, But the Olympics, I think, would be great. Uh, They tried the World Cup of Hockey, but remember they had all of the under-23 players where like Connor McDavid was on Team North America instead of playing for Canada or whatever. And then uh, they cobbled a bunch of European players together onto one team and called it Team Europe. And it was just, it was really stupid and half-baked. And Great with that. uh, I think the, I think Major League Baseball, yes, some of these players are not from, like they're not, the Italian players are not from Italy, right? They're from the United States, but they have Italian heritage somewhere in their family. So they're playing for Italy because there's no way they were going to play for the United States. But you got to start somewhere. Germany's men's hockey team started with a bunch of Canadian transplants. And now it's all Germans. And the same thing was true in Poland. And I think it's all Polish players now. And uh, the same thing is going to be true gradually as you build out the infrastructure of this sport. But if you commit to it, Eventually, it will pay big dividends. 
Yeah, and I, for the NHL, I think it's going to have to fall before the season for them to get on board because after the Stanley Cup playoffs, I would assume players that play in the playoffs would not be that jacked up to And they play don't. They aren't. Right. And, they and, don't, and, and, and a lot of them don't go. Right. And, and even – so if you're not in the playoffs, you don't go because of that. If you're in the playoffs and they kicked – the mm-hmm. worlds later, those mm-hmm. guys aren't going to play. So if you could convince the worlds to go before, but again, there's a schedule of event that it, it's right. not as easy as hey, let's take this and go. There was no baseball thing like that going on, so it's yep. easy to create, invent, move where you want it. Yes, for the worlds, there's a whole other issue going on because they've had a state schedule and continue to do it on a regular basis, and you would have to take a pause. All right, last one on say what? Are you a player that plays in a moment like this with something to prove about yourself? Yeah, a lot. I've been, I've been trying to prove this shit since they want. Oh, that's all right. It's all right. It happens to all of us. We're on True TV, man. That is uh, Janelle Davis of Florida Atlantic talking to Jamie Erdahl on True TV uh, after FAU, I believe, after they beat Memphis. Yeah. So he didn't know he was on True TV, but that was good for him. Mm, mm-hmm. He did. Yes. He he said a word that uh, we, we not fans of saying on on television that the FCC is not a big fan of. Uh, George Carlin did an entire bit about it one time, and uh, he apologized immediately, and Jamie Reynolds says, that's okay, we're on true TV. We're on cable. You can get away with one every hour or something like that. But Whatever the number, but because it was on cable instead of CBS. So right. If it had been on CBS, it would have been a whole world of uh, difference. Uh, of course, you know. Well, the, also would have been on a delay. Right. They've got the seven second, and you would assume somebody at the Big Boy Network. I think on TV waiting. it's 10, actually. Is it 10? I think it's 10. Ah, good for them. Yeah. Which is why there's less latency between like cable TV and internet stream than there is between live radio and the radio. Or no, there's there's radio stream, yeah, because the delay is longer, so you're missing less time in the gap. If that makes sense. I'm gonna take I, word I, for I, it. yeah, take my word, take my word for it. I don't know where I'm going with that, but that's say what? Yeah, we're on True TV. It's okay. 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 Good show. Yeah. Agree. You know what else was a good show? Riverdance. I don't know if you R- know that. R- Riverdance. <laughs> Riverdance was a good show. I knew you were gonna freaking say that, man. God bless it. Oh, we did Portal uh, Watch. We did uh, Say What. Um, I don't know. We got we got something going on this week. You gonna wait till Monday? I don't know. Do you have do you have another Riverdance show that you're going to in Asheville or something? You want to rub it in? You bozo. I like when Keith gets fired up. Well, then you really like today's show. We got Inside the Dome on Monday with Doc. We'll start diving into ETSU baseball and softball, I feel like, a little bit next week. Plus uh, more Portal Watch that, as well. Yeah, that, and that's probably something in the next SoCon week. SoCon play but... starts this weekend for baseball. They got Samford starts next weekend for softball. They got Furman. All right, so we'll be back next week. Inside the Dome Monday, Jane Keith. Back to the Network. If you have Riverdance tickets, I will buy them at a premium. Oh, you got to be kidding me.